Yeah, no, I think it's a great question to to look at, right? And and if we're all trying to seek redemption, is that saying that we know deep down inside we're not good? This quest for redemption isn't doesn't that kind of speak mm. to how we feel? That's a good point. That's a good point. Welcome to Switching Lenses, a podcast that takes current issues and events within the culture and defends the Christian position from an apologetical and biblical lens. Now, here are your hosts, Shane Skirvin and Josh Phillips. Welcome everyone to another episode of Switching Lenses. Shane, we've been experiencing a major culture shift over the last several years in the area of gender identity. The news cycle seems to report and comment on issues and stories involving gender identity pretty much on a daily basis. Given the impact that this is having on a popular level, we're going to break this issue down in typical switching lenses fashion in a series that we're going to call The Silent Identity of Gender. We're going to start by first looking at the problematic nature of man in part one of this series. Then we're going to look at how humanity deifies the self in part two. Lastly, in part three, we're going to tie it all together as we jump right into the transgender discussion and ask the question, Are we trying to make our bodies tell our story or do our bodies tell God's story? We will dig deep into this and ask all the tough questions pertaining to gender identity, but let's jump into our first episode called Acknowledging the Evil Inside. Shane, have you ever been asked, are you a good person? Or ever had somebody say, uh, I'm, I'm a good person. Have you ever come up to you and said that before? Yeah, I, I think that goes, uh, I don't know if I hardly go without a day without that being referenced. Absolutely. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I feel like we hear this all the time, like, I'm a good person. Uh, usually when they're, people are justifying something, usually, right, their behavior. <laughs> that's usually the context in which yeah. I hear it. I guess, I guess usually I'm probably saying that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always find this really interesting, though. You know, um, whenever somebody tells me that, I don't know about you, but I'm always tempted to say, well, what do you mean by good? You know, what's this moral standard by which that you're defining good as? Yeah, none of us want to use an absolute uh, golden standard, do we? We, we, all, we all want to qualify it, right? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, a, it's, a, it's really weird, isn't it? Like if you, if you really think about it, I know to the common person, it's usually, that, that's a very common saying, mm-hmm. and it's not totally out of bounds or out of left field. But if you really break it down and you're, you're really thinking about that and that word, there's a lot of subjectivity in that. And it's usually applied to an objective matter, I found. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I know like one thing. Um, so let, let me ask you this kind of in conjunction with that. You know, if I if I do more good things than bad things, does that make me a good person? Because I hear that justified a lot. I, I actually think this that is the way it's almost always used, right? And we're talking about everyday language. I mean, Probably that's, so. that's Probably so. I think, literally what the definition most people are using. It reminds me of a story one time. I was with a guy and he was giving a homeless guy a pair of shoes. And it was fascinating as him and I were talking about it. I saw really clearly, it it seemed like a quest for redemption. It seemed like he was doing it to let himself and, and and not in a bad way necessarily, but to kind of let himself and others and know that, you know, he cared about people and that, that he had done things in his life and he was grateful for certain things and he wanted to be able to give back to other people. But it was, it was a fascinating conversation because I, I saw this thread of redemption really clear. And it made me think about all the time when we, when we, you know, we do good, what are we looking for? It's cool. You see, yeah, those the strangest of places, right? You can yeah. see stories like redemption, stuff like that. 
Well, let me ask you uh, another way. Another people, I'm, I'm trying to, again, put myself in the shoes of the person who would try to justify their behavior or justify their human condition. I'll use that word. Uh, a lot of ones you'll see sometimes, a lot of people will say something along the lines of, well, I give a lot of money to charities or, you know, I volunteer maybe at the local soup kitchen or the homeless shelter, whatever it might be. What about that as a justice? Is that, is that, does that make somebody a good person? Yeah, no, I think it's a great question to, to look at. Right. And, and if we're all trying to seek redemption, is that saying that we know deep down inside we're not good? This quest for redemption, isn't, doesn't that kind of speak mm. to how we feel? That's a good point. That's a good point. Why, why do we have this need inside of us to justify? Exactly. Why do we feel it's person? important to give back, right? The That's phrase. a good point. Mm. Right on the nose there, Shane. I like it. Well, to, to close this little discussion we're having, I think sometimes when people, <laughs> I, I kind of feel like there's people running through these things like, well, I don't know if I do more good things than bad things. Well, I do do give charities, but oh, I don't know. Well, you know what? And this is the last one. Well, I think I'm better than most people. <laughs> most people are, you know, they they do all these bad things. I'm not killing anybody. I'm not robbing anybody. I'm not Therefore, Hitler. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What about that? Is that is that a good justification for calling somebody a, quote, good person? <laughs> That's a pretty broad one, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're probably really all, is. as far as behavior, we're probably all somewhere between Hitler and uh, what, Mother Teresa, right? Yeah. The two is it, bookends. I feel like that question is kind of like a, is this a zero sum game kind of like which half is in the bad category, which half's in the good. As long as you're doing better than the other half. Well, yeah, we all, we all need a benchmark, right? We know none of us are going to be absolute. So we're all looking around for that, for that benchmark person to, to feel better about. Exactly. Exactly. I know. We, we, it's weird how we do this. Like, like you said, I think you're onto something. There's something about a need for redemption inside, but you know what? That's an episode for another day. But, but it does pertain a little bit to what we're talking about. So, but why are we talking about this? Why are we talking about this? This is supposed to be an episode about gender identity. Why are we talking about if somebody's a good person or a bad person? What we want to get into in this episode is before we start talking any, any issues of gender identity, before we can even talk about that, I feel like we have to acknowledge a few things. We're going to get this in this episode and follow it up in episode two. But in this episode, we're, we're going to define and set forth here the condition of man, that man is fallen, man is broken, and there's something seriously wrong with all of us. It's not a question of, do I do enough good things to make up for it? It's not a question of, well, are there more people doing worse things than me? You know, am I, do I fall on the right side of that 50-50 of good and bad? No, 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 no. We're all messed up. Every last one of us, all of us are in desperate need. Of redemption, and we have to recognize that, and that's what we're going to spend this episode talking about. So, Shane, let me send this to you here with a very general question here, as we're going to narrow it down. But what does the Bible say about humanity in terms of this fallen nature, or, or are we all good? We're all just good, good old people. Some good, some bad. What does the Bible say? Yeah, so the Bible is very clear in the, both in the Old and New Testament. Is like you said that we have a we have a thread running through all of us, the line of good and evil, as is often quoted, that it goes through every person. There's not some bad people and some good people, but that 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 line, that it's part of each and every person to some capacity, you know, as far as our, our mental faculties and how depend, you know, various, there's various ways of responsibility to that, but this is something that touches all of us. The Bible says it's absolutely universal. It's absolutely ties us together. So yeah, yeah, no, I, I think this is one of the most fundamental doctrines of the, of the Bible is the fallen nature of man. 
So even if I'm going to church every Sunday or most Sundays, even if I'm, I know a lot of the basic stories in the Bible, even if I pray, maybe even every day, does that still make up, am I, does that absolve me from being this depraved, messed up person? Yeah. And, you know, no. And that actually gets us to the, the, the crystal clear distinction of Christianity in every other worldview, regardless if it's from a religious background or if it's from a self-help. Christianity says humans could never redeem themselves. We have to look outside of ourselves. You know, I read a quote, you know, and studying for this by J. Warner, J. Warner Wallace, excuse me. And this quote said this, um, this was from an article from his uh, Cold Case Christianity uh, website that he writes, he writes on, and it says this, while the concept of human depravity is an historic Christian doctrine, it's also a condition I recognize as an atheist, talking about his past here. My career as a police officer and my time as a parent settled the issue for me. <laughs> if people are basically good, shouldn't we be able to verify this claim in the lives of infants? My toddler children needed to be taught about patience, kindness, and unselfishness. These virtues were missing from their default nature. I'm going to repeat that. These virtues were missing from their default nature. And it didn't take long as a police officer to recognize the depths and complexity of our fallen citizenry. So there's Jay Warner Wallace laying it out there that even as toddlers, even as we're first coming into this world, as he would call it our default condition, there's a clear and obvious problem that we have. And it's built into us. It's not necessarily a learned thing. It's already in us. And that's exactly kind of what Shane, what you were saying. Oh yeah. Hum- like hum- and, and, and this is one of the most verifiable facts of human nature. I mean, human history is written in blood, right? I mean, there sure. is, oh there's gosh. a long record of wrongdoing, blood, wars, vengeance, uh, cycles of vengeance. I mean, this is to me is one of the, the, uh, how Christianity is so realistic about human nature. That's one of the things that drew me to Christianity. It was the the great deal of realism that's reflected in the biblical record. We, we like you said, we see it play out in front of us. As you said, we can look back in history and we see it all throughout. You know, we, we've said this before on the podcast. You know, we've we've made so many advancements te- techno- technology wise, intellectually. We made a lot of investment. Uh, excuse me, advancements. But the one thing that's never changed, regardless of how smart or intuitive we've gotten, is human nature, is, is, is our behavior, as the way we treat ourselves or treat, treat other people, that is. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty obvious to see. It's not, not really hard to see. I think, you know, you talk about the, the Bible and uh, what it says about, about the human nature. I, th- I think what's really interesting, and this might have tripped some people up, if you grew up in church, and maybe didn't have somebody explain it to you. You may have thought this because I had this thought when I was growing up. But I would read about biblical figures, these these characters in the Bible that I'd heard about in such revered ways, in such honored ways. And I'm reading something. I'm like, wow, that that didn't sound good. What they did is, <laughs> is that okay? I mean, I mean, I know like Jacob's a great guy. They talk. We've we've seen the the cartoons and when we were in Sunday school, and people talk about him in such a good way. But that didn't sound right. What he did. Right. And it's funny that the Bible like doesn't play favorites really. <laughs> There's just messed up human after messed up human after messed up human doing good things too, though. Let's, let's, let's not sell them short. Like God is working through them, doing amazing things despite their fallen nature. But we can't ignore that idea of a fallen nature in them. 
So Shane, as we're talking about this idea of this fallen nature that we have, that we're all so messed up, why is it so important that we be aware of this? You know, I one of the first things that jumps out at me is you look at the checks and balances system of the U.S. government, and it's that idea that you can't trust people with absolute power. That because, in the words of uh, one of the founders, because we're men and not angels, we can't be trusted with absolute power. And that idea that we have to keep an eye on each other and we have to be aware of human weakness, human nature. Otherwise, you're setting yourself up for a fall. Every time humanity reaches for a utopia, they end up with a dystopia. I mean, that is played out over and over again. That's one of the surest bets to destruction is to bet on human goodness without recourse to human weakness, right? I mean, you're just setting yourself up for a fire. Like you said, we have a whole human history that shows that pretty easy. It's pretty easy to see it. Yeah. You, you don't have to look, you don't have to look back far. You don't have to look very hard. Oh, the evidence is in a certain sense, the evidence is overwhelming about human uh, propensity, human corruption. For sure, for sure. You know, we don't like to acknowledge this though, do we? No, it's not fun. We don't like to acknowledge that we're there's something wrong with us. Uh I I, I let's just be honest here, even in the church. You know, we 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 know it to be true. If somebody asked us, you know, are are you perfect or is man fallen? We know the right answer to that question. But when it comes to actually fessing up and realizing, you know what, there's, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> I, I could list it all out if I needed to. Uh, but, but it's hard to, it's hard to admit that I think sometimes even to ourselves, right? I mean, it's, it's hard to admit that we have a problem. It's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, self-deception is, is a great game, right? I'm, you know, it's very, <laughs> it's a yeah. fun game to play. I mean, who wants to think that they're flawed? Yeah. I just want to say that too. Cause I mean, it, it's easy for us to come up here and say, you're, you're messed up, you're messed up. And then it's somebody think, wow, what a kind of discompassionate way of saying that, you know, but I want to say like, you know, like we're there with you, listener, like we're, we're messed up too. Like we're, so I would say like salvation is not a one once in a lifetime moment. It's an ongoing everyday need that we have. Like you said, that, like you were saying earlier in the episode, we all have this need for redemption inside of us. Oh, it makes me think of that great quote by GK Chesterton about how with original sin, that idea that there has been sin that has happened in the fall and then how it touches us all, he said it actually brings forth pity and brotherhood because with it, you pity the beggar, but you distrust the prince. And there's so much loaded in there. You know, not everyone treats, not every culture and worldview treats beggars the same. Not every worldview and culture treat uh, distrust princes, you know, and, and there's such great truth to that. I mean, that's the key to good government. But it's also the key to a good and caring society. I mean, that is a lot. I, I mean, I, I, I just think it's such a profoundly useful tool because it, it's, the, it's the best foundation of a culture or society. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really good. I like that. Well, Shane, that's, that's, you know, we're, we're saying all this. We're going to kind of tie this up a little bit. We're saying this because in order to get into this whole discussion of gender, we could argue this and argue all the back and forth that we hear on the political podcasts and the news and the social networking. But if we can't establish this first, it's going to be really hard to have that discussion, right? If, if, we, if we view ourselves as these good people, like we started the episode with, you know, this, that's going to create some problems because we, like we discussed earlier, that doesn't even really make any sense. We're all messed up. We all have a problem. So with that established, we're going to go into this next episode and I'm going to ask this question. If I view myself as someone who is good or mostly good and really deny that there's a problem deep inside, what dangerous conclusions might I come to? And we're going to get into that in our next episode. You'll have to tune in there. 
Shane, we're going to wrap this up here as we tie up this topic within the series we're doing here on the silent identity of gender. Everybody, you can reach us at Twitter at, at Lenses Switching. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. You can email the show at feedback at switchinglensespodcast.com with any questions, comments that you would like to bring to us. Shane, as always, thank you for joining me, man. Awesome. I have a great time always, Josh. All right, guys. Everybody, we will catch you guys next time.